Hey, what's up? Welcome to this episode. For me, I've found that this podcast has basically become a way for me to share the things that are on my mind, to really, for me to really find someone out there who could connect with that situation. And right now, I think I've said this a lot, I find myself coming back to the basics, which is this concept of being multifaceted, or as the quote goes, the jack of all trades and the master of one, and which one's better. I've found that... Um, when I see myself as a master of one trade, I don't see it as master of like content marketing or master of poetry or master of choreography. I've seen it as, if anything, I want to be a master. I found that all these different quote unquote trades that you step into, all of these different skills, they eventually have connected to this overarching theme for me. And that overarching theme for me has been storytelling or artists those two words are what really have been this overarching theme and that theme and that leads to being a child which then goes to even deeper so with being multifaceted i found that what adults essentially call phases and they call it a phase where the person likes one thing or, you know they call it a phase and eventually you know, it'll just disappear and it'll be all in the past and when you call it a phase it simply discredits what's happening in the present and instead it, there's a focus on the future where you hope to go back to this thing of normalcy when, I mean, personally, I don't feel like normalcy really exists. If anything, change is normalcy. And I found that also, when you discredit the phase, for example, let's just say you have a phase in typing, you suddenly become obsessed with improving your typing speed. Whether that's a phase or not, whether, you know, for the next 30 years of your life, you practice your typing speed, or even just for like a couple of months, which is what is usually associated with the word phase, I don't think that you're stagnant in that area. Your life is on pause and you're just completely not growing and it's just a phase. I feel like that phase is essential to growth. And so because that phase is essential to growth, then we can't discredit it by calling it a phase. Whether that thing stays or whether it doesn't is not what becomes the focus, whether it's a phase or not. The point is, I think for me, I'm starting to learn rather. If it comes and goes, then that's cool. You don't need to hold on to it. At the same time, when it does come, don't just wait for it to go go on that train however long it is if i look back on the phases and things areas i've actually liked i found how much quote-unquote knowledge i've gained and how much there is so much left to know and so i found that when i'm learning about these things that they've contributed to what i do now or what i do in the present moment and so really each thing that you learn about each thing that you explore really fuels in to one another and that's and that that the whole thing about phases brings the context to so if you like for example when you have like several passions or several hobbies um i found that when you constrain yourself to this one thing that you only must be good at this one thing or that you only can have like two hobbies is exactly the opposite of what the connotational definition of an artist is and it's very limiting it's very restrictive it's restrictive saying that you gotta only be good at this thing or this is where you gotta spend most of the time with whereas when you dedicate it to a skill i think there's a focus of dedica dedicating it to a skill which is what society is looking for rather than to this overarching thing which i don't think most people yes people can call storytelling a skill but what like storytelling and what storytelling and music and art and uh dance and paintings and portraits and photography and film and video like there are all these different things and so then storytelling doesn't feel as like a skill it feels more like an art form but i don't i, I don't think that you can't be a quote-unquote master of storytelling 
I found that it's I found that it's okay to necessarily be multifaceted. And I'm not saying that eventually you're not going to be multifaceted. Eventually, eventually one day, you're going to have like this one priority at the top of your list, or you're going to be this great expert in like neurology or something. I found that that isn't the case for a lot of people. They end up confining themselves, and there are a couple of people that have really minded be, reminded me that it's like okay to be multifaceted. And I've barely watched any of her work, but Oprah. It's surprising like how multifaceted she actually is when you look at it. Like you look at the guests, especially if you look at like interview shows. Yes, there are the interview shows where it specifically focuses on like marketing, but then there are these things where like for example the Tim Ferriss show, which is the other uh, another person who has reminded me that it's okay to be multifaceted. They're not all in the specific like creative writing. Recently, he had Michael Phelps, and then he had Joyce Carol Oates. And so you have all these different people, but at the end of the day, they all contribute to this overarching lesson, which Tim Ferriss especially specializes in, which is deconstructing skills. And as his podcast description describes, uh, the tactics and tips that the most successful people have learned. And so that's really that overarching theme. And so I feel like we force ourselves to be focused on that one specific skill rather than looking at this overarching theme and that journey of discovering oneself. As you continue to discover yourself, I think you'll realize if you are multifaceted right now, you may be multifaceted in the future and you may not. It's not like when it's not like eventually everyone stops being multifaceted. I found another person to remind me of that is Gary Vee. You look at his work, it feels like it almost feels messy, but in a way it feels not messy because each present moment is different, you know. Earlier, he was talking about basketball cards, but now he's talking business. And so there are all of these things, really, that keep interconnecting. And so it's really about, I think, just being present. I found that with all these things that interest me, the approach I'm starting to take is right now, I'm yes, I, I'm interested in all these things, but currently I'm interested in just these couple of things. I'm not automatically prioritizing. I'm not saying I'm going to focus on these things, but I'm trying to go more into my feelings. Feeling I want to get into this, or I'm feeling if I want to get into that, then I'll do it. There is this habit of daily practice and overcoming for example writer's block there's also this thing of if you're interested in this or if you really want to explore that whether it's for one day or if it's 10 years then like explore it i found that there are a couple of things that tend to be more at the top of my mind and the rest is usually in the background in a photo like not everything is the foreground there are some elements that are in the background and it's it isn't about forcing that you're not supposed to force things into the background for me i found that they naturally come that's been my approach on multifaceted. I found that in terms of the basic lessons, I found I find I keep finding myself coming back to the basic lessons. And some of the basic lessons that have reminded me that it's okay to be multifaceted is all of these things are gonna help you find like the person you were created to be, you were meant to be. In that mindset, I think we're all we're all children at heart. Whether we have that sense of humor or we're just children in general, we are like all children, and so I think learning to not confine yourself to this box and to not even exist there's no such thing as a box is really essential to being a child i think it's essential to this thing of being okay being okay with being multifaceted and you don't really have to do everything and that's the same thing with tim ferris has like said with de- deconstructing a skill just learn like the most commonly used words for example in language or learning just start and I've said this like three months and not much has changed three months ago. At least learn about it. I think one thing that I remembered was, remember, with all of these things, it shouldn't become like a to-do list. Like, oh, I checked off this passion, now I'm done with it, and I want to go on to the next passion. I I think there's this moment in the day where you need to find yourself uh, just being silent and just being aware. I don't, I don't think awareness of oneself and 
is is awareness of oneself is more um it's slowly getting to, uh, to get more traction and attention but awareness of the moment that like that fundamental concept of meditation i have mistaken it i thought meditation was keeping your mind completely silent which yes for me it's that, like part of that is there where like to let my mind stop racing and to rather to just be aware just a couple of quotes i figured i'd share there's this one quote in, in into the spider verse which really that relationship between the father and the son um that connected with me where uh miles's dad miles's dad say says like i see the spark in you it's why i push you whatever you choose to do with it you'll be great specifically that that first line i see the spark in you and whatever you choose to do with it you'll be great that last line the other the other quote i really liked was from soul that movie was where he's like at the end of the movie he says i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life but i want to spend every minute living it and i think that's really powerful like you don't know what you have to do for your life 20 years from now but just being present in terms of vision or north star in earlier in the beginning of when i started this podcast i wanted this to become like this this million downloaded thing where i'd share you know my mindset and approach and document my daily journey and now it feels more of like a blog in the sense where it's, it's like an amateur blog where i'm just really just sharing my daily thoughts i don't expect this to go big i mean yes i mean i hope for it but like i'm starting to like let go of that desire and so if it reaches like 10 people a day listening to it or one or a thousand i'm like i'm learning to just be okay with it i think that amateur mindset of just is like i'm just publishing my blog is really encouraging uh and when you're like when you're doing a podcast i'm not saying like i'm trying to adopt on that and then i'm like gonna go inconsistent for posting once every six months then once every four days i still want this to be like quote-unquote professional in the sense that i'm like, like continue to like produce the content and uh publish it consistently or at least try my best to do that but i think that in mindset of encourage a part of that mindset of an amateur blogging for example an amateur blog i think there are parts of that that i can adopt into i think a lot of people can adopt into approaching specifically the main part being the analytics and i don't really know the direction i want to take with this podcast other than i want to share more stories i want to do more produced content whether and i just want to share more stories like yes the mindset content has been really good but i'm finding myself coming back to the basics and eventually that gets repetitive but i also think there are new ways to share those basics and in terms of sharing the basics the best way for me to do that personally is to tell stories all right i want to get more into that with this podcast and i hope that you'll stay tuned and hopefully connect with the stories i share and if you find someone else who may connect with it then it means a lot for you to go and share with them and if you don't that's also it means a lot for you to even listen to the first second my episode of this episode or to even look at the podcast and uh, i want to say one more thing about amateur with amateur i found that like with coming back to the basics there's also this mentality of combining coming back to the basics with the amateur mind the amateur blog i found that i'm just a beginner a lot of people are just beginners even the experts i've been surprised actually sometimes i'll watch interviews or even sometimes a course on this one really famous person shares his approach on how he does this one thing for example writing or poetry or prose and then you find out it's stuff you already know where you were expect expecting like some dramatic reveal like the one two three technique like something beyond the three acts structure but you find it all to be very basic and i i think there's a power and an unknown power and simplicity that i do not yet know all i know is that it exists if that's what like the best are sharing like the best out there in that one specific skill then I think we can tell that the basics have the most 
power than this complexity. Yes, I mean, we can optimize after that, but I find that even the optimization, those one minute optimizations comes back to that daily principle of optimization in terms of your day. They come back to these basic principles. When you see like the experts sharing their their principles, it really, it really is this basic thing. It's just the, the level of application that they take it to is really powerful and i think that's also the difference between the amateur blogs and like those professionals it's one that they approach it on a professional level and not like disregarding the amateur mindset in terms of analytics which is really what i'm talking about when i say amateur mindset but they've also so they've taken it on a professional level but they've also applied those basic lessons that the amateurs will have and that the amateurs will share in so many different ways and there's a level of depth that they have that they know about those basic lessons that amateurs and i consider myself an amateur when i say this do not yet know the depth of those basic lessons and then they've applied that severely and i think that's what makes them great they've taken the basic lessons they've taken the basic lessons in their own personal experiences and applied it and continued to ponder the depth of them it's not some complex thing it comes back to these very basic things even in writing i think there's this basic 3x structure and just embedding your own experiences now yes of course there's rhythm and tone but even then i think those aren't necessarily complicated complicated optimization i think yes you should understand like the basic basics about story structure before learning about rhythm and tone but even then i, f- I think rhythm and tone is for me it's been very difficult to understand but i know if i probably approached it in a different way i'd find it actually pretty easy my, I have a need for exceptions, uh, a need to say, you know, one more thing. It's like adding a, a period to the end of a sentence. Uh, that's an analogy that I'm starting to use. And a conclusion to the end of a paragraph, adding that last conclusion rather than the paragraph as a whole. I think one of the things I've done that is, it's for me really to complicate the basic lessons. For example, I found that there's always going to be an exception for the basic lessons or even the lessons in general. I found a need to add to the exceptions, to add, oh, what about this and what about that? And I think that draws away the focus of the actual paragraph. And I think that's what I've been doing. I've been so focused on the complexity rather than the basic lessons. And that same way, I don't think it's wrong to add that conclusion to the paragraph as long as it's really adding. It's not diminishing the value as long as it's really adding to the value. Uh, There's this one quote that I heard from my mom, which is, perfection is not when... You've added everything you possibly can, but it's when you've removed everything you possibly can, which again points back to that point of simplicity. And I think it's why the basic lessons have so much depth, not because of the complexity, but because they have depth. If you if you approach it with a complicated mindset, then it's going to be complicated. But if you approach it with a simple mindset, obviously, it's going to be a lot simpler. Uh, you take a basic thing, kindness, and yes, it feels so basic, but yeah, it has so much depth that no one really knows. Then I've realized I focus on that exception or where that where kindness becomes conflicting rather than kindness as a whole or storytelling or whatever example you want to use and so i think i'm starting to realize i just recently came up with that but i think that's my reason need or need for exceptions so thank you for listening to all these random thoughts that are in my head and thank you for listening to this episode it really does mean a lot i said it a lot and i'll say it again